Yeah. Hey, you're very, very welcome, and congratulations on saying your, your list of achievements, and that's already the start of it, you know. Uh, very, and well done again on winning above in Belfast this weekend. You're starting off the season in fine fettle. Um, you're a real advocate of handball. When did you start playing the game? I suppose I kind of started like when I was about nine or ten, because I could always be watching Leah playing, and like I'd always just want to be going in there and kind of doing what she'd be doing, like. And come here, is there, obviously she's a few years ahead of you. Obviously she's she yeah. you you you've learned a lot from her because she's a brilliant handballer. I have, yeah. I suppose she kind of she teaches me nearly everything. Like if I didn't have her, I say I wouldn't really be getting to where I am today. You're one of the few players that has a personal coach. We could we could put that yeah. down to. Come here, looking at, at look at, as this, as Shane said, you've done Ireland. Last weekend above in Belfast, had you played had you played the Golden Gloves before? No, it was actually mine and Leah's first time going up there, so I didn't really know. It was kind of a nice tournament, like it was very nicely held. Nice when you win it anyway, that's for, yeah, that's yeah, for it sure. Was. <laughs> and come here, how many games did you play last weekend to get over the line? So I'd play three three matches, including the final. And you won that quite convincingly. I, I w- actually I was down a good bit, but then I came back like, and yeah. won it then, yeah. And come here, what's the plan for, for Claire Minogue from here on in? Obviously, you know, you're, you're helping out here this, this weekend, but what's, what's the plan for Claire Minogue? What's next on the horizon? Um, I suppose the championship has started up again and so I have a few matches to play and then I think the Liz Carroll Tim Healy Memorial Tournament will be on in December. So well, that's be a big one in Cork, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Claire, if you, sorry, if you were to sell the game of, of uh, I keep saying Camogie, of handball, to, you, you mentioned you said it'd be 9 or 10 when you started. If you met a bunch of 9 or 10 year olds now that were half thinking about it, what two or three things would you tell them that's great about this game, this sport that you love? Um, I suppose I just love it going off, going off to different tournaments and matches, meeting people and like going in playing in new alleys and everything. Like so it's just great. That's the social life you're meeting other people and all yeah, that. Yeah. And there's, there's medals to be won if, if you're at your standard. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> for, yeah, fantastic. And obviously, what, what are you? Have you to move up to grade next year? Are you still underage? Um, so I'm under 16s for this year coming. For the next year. Yeah. All right, so look at you, plenty, plenty of time on your side. Yeah. Your sister done very well getting to the quarter final here. No, I know she played Katrina Casey, and yeah. you know Katrina Casey's a step above more, more, more nearly everyone. But yeah. you know the experience will be vital for her going forward. Yeah, no, sure, it's great experience to be playing the likes of Katrina, and like you know, it's great to be getting to that match against Amy, and unlucky to lose it, but sure. Good, good training. But, as I said to Shane, though, they're mm-hmm. going to be the two battling in the future. There's no doubt about it. They yeah. are the future of the handball. Yeah. Of course, you're going to be tipping in behind as well. Oh, I don't know. Hopefully. Claire, very good to talk to us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Keep up, keep up the good work and many, many, many congratulations. Good luck, Claire. And uh, we're joined by two of the stalwarts of GAA here in, in, in Clare, not as well and in the country. Um, and of course, men m- m- we know well uh, from the handball scene is, is Mark. And uh, Mark was talking to us on the programme there yesterday. And of course, he's joined by his old adversary, two Leicester. We're going head to head for player of the year last week in, in Adam Hogan. And Adam has a big under 21. You talk about the split season, the close season. He's an under 21A final to look forward to uh, n- next no, Sunday. No rest for the wicket. Adam, you're welcome to Scarafay Community Radio. Thanks, Leo. Thanks, Leo, for having me good, good to talk. Adam, uh, look at, we're, we, as we said to Mark tonight, where do you get the energy to, to keep going? Because it just seems to be, and of course, there's colleges turning turning as well. Yeah. Uh, the college study, uh, could do a bit more studying, but um, yes, sir. Um, get the energy from the love of the game I suppose like I wouldn't be doing it now if I didn't love it sure I'm fairly hectic at the moment 21 senior 
for sure. I do for love of it, and that's really it. That's where I get the energy from, I suppose. And I mean, look, at, I, I can still see the day in, in, inside the Gaelic grounds, especially below the day in Mellow when you beat uh, what, what you call the Waterford crowd in the semi final. It was a Camogie final and Dilla Cell, and I was saying, this, this fella isn't going to be too bad, like, you know. But <laughs> I think you, you, you know, I keep looking, we've been watching him from a long way back. Under eight, you could see that coming. Yeah, this fella isn't going to be too bad, but like, you've turned out to be, you know, you've fulfilled all your potential with much more to go. You know, you are one of the top top defenders in the country. Would you have foreseen it happening uh, so quick, Adam? Realistically, probably not now, to be fair. It all came, all the year came fairly quick now. My first on the seniors, after Hearty Cup, and then even starting last year, geez, I never thought I'd be starting, but take game as game and training by training, that's really the way I looked at it, and fairly surreal now, starting Munster Championship this year now, to be honest. And of course, you, you, you were one of the, your, your name will never be forgotten over this under 20 uh, thing, and Mark was the year before the same thing. Does that still, was that still rank in your head, Adam? You know, you were captain of the Clare 20s, and then, you know, because you were playing for the Clare Seniors, it was an awful, a terrible law or a terrible rule. Yes, uh, sure, it should be changed. I actually don't think it's changed at the moment, but surely it'll be changed now, but yeah. Even watching Munster final, oh jeez, I'd love to be out there. The lads did very well, like he did his proud. But yeah, like, you were fit to be tied that evening, right? There's no doubt. Well, it's kind of funny, Leo, you know, that Jay talk about player welfare, I mean, they're talking about the physical side of it, I suppose, but there was no t- thought of player welfare. You deny a top holder plenty player a chance to play with his team in a, in a, in a big match. Like, that's, that's not but player I, welfare either. Like, right um, Sir Mark turned the league, I didn't league. Did you play, was it three games in seven days or something like crazy like that? I'm sure they'd have nothing to change about that. It's like, yeah, it's crazy, so I don't know what they're going to do, but I have to change it. I have to change it. Come here, look, at Yeranda, obviously you're back in training with Claire. Obviously you're getting a bit of a break maybe because of the under-21 final. And then a good win yesterday over a, you know, a Clooney team that were never, never really went away. Yeah, we played them minor, only one by a point, but having the two lads back, Ronan Keane and Keith Smith, what, geez, what throw-ins they were to us, the two boys, geez, Keith and Ronan. Even Ronan, the, the age room, my God, he's like a 21-year-old out there, being up to the age, hooker option, and Keith, the free-taker, and, and even during the play, oh, he's special and, coming back. Adam, I know, I know watching you up through the years, you're probably happier than Lee, Mark and the guy, because you were always good and physically, you love to attack the ball as well, but yesterday... And, they, and, they, and, they, and, and never says anything either. They played Keneally, start to lose, which left you a bit of freedom as well. Uh, how, how, were you happy enough playing that game, protecting the full back line, and maybe, you know, having a bit of loose play, or how, how I suppose, as long as you're winning, you didn't mind what you were doing. Yeah, um, sure, uh, Mark and like, Lex and Jack Neal kind of had to push up on sometimes, but, yeah, change from the full back line, really, happy to get out of there for a while anyways, um, I know it's my best position, but I'm happy to be number six, and yeah, trying to read the ball as much as I can and protect the lads inside. And as the game progressed, you actually hit up their forward line, you know, Clooney, we were getting more frustrated, we were shooting under pressure, shooting some terrible wides, but a lot of those wides from pressure by the defender, the defence. I thought your defence was immense. Yeah. Uh, as the game went on, you got stronger back there. Jeez, even the midfield, he macked the amount of cover yeah, in back, Jeez, yeah. and Ronan, the amount of hooks, and you said there, I don't even know if one of their players got a easy shot, was all no. under pressure, and uh, back, tackling the lads it was great. How do you feel about Heidi Kilmona? Jeez, it'd be hard beat now, they're the favourites now, but we're there now, and there's a chance, I suppose, but we'll have to be better, 10%, 20% better, as Frankie's in the dressing room to beat them now, and we know that ourselves. 
But Adam, is it, you know, you know, it's a beautiful position we're going into a final. You know, there's no pressure on yeah. on Fiji Kinanina. All the pressures on on Ina Kilimona. They have all the names. Obviously, you know, you've a fair few names as you said. You've Ronan and, and and fairness to Keith Smith, what an effort he has made. You know, to come back from yeah. the injury he received to be back in and 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 playing, playing the championship. Yeah, he'd even only done one training for it and he played the full 60 yesterday and his ball performance he gave. But yeah, Ina be great now there. We know the names like even James Hegarty, what a prospect he is and he's yeah. strong in midfield. But like we know we need to be 10%, 20% better to beat him, even be close to him. I was laughing there when you were saying to Pat, you, you're glad to get out of full back because everyone, you know, you seem to be stuck inside in the corner and Merkin and are in full back since, since you started in, in day one. If you were to pick a position where obviously look at you're going to be the future fullback for years, there's no 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 doubt about that. If you were to pick, pick your favourite position, uh, where would you like to be fit in? Wing back, I say. There's license skill put down the field, but uh, like I know really my best position is in the full back line, I know that myself. If, I if, love wing back. If he's going to end up full there all the time, he's going to Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no doubt if, if, if Mark Rogers goes in the field for Scarab, he'll come out. There's no doubt about that. I hope the drive home will be as peaceful as the drive's going in anyway. <laughs> Adam, you've brought great titles all year. We've been yeah. following you since you were a young lad. A tremendous prospect and, and, and much more to come. Look at, congrats on being nominated for Young Player of the Year. And no doubt you're going to, as I said, if you're anyway half as good as this year as you were next year, you'll, you'll get it next year. Thanks, Mark. At least Mark won't be there now. Take care. <laughs> now, we're joined by a lad who was on the show with us yesterday, or last week, Mark Rogers. Mark, you know this Ellie and the outside Ellie very, very well. Yeah, I was only thinking that coming over um, with Adam. I actually would have played Adam a few times now. I know he was a couple of years younger than me, but Adam has a few monster medals in. I know, I meant to say that, that, yeah, that you, I knew you played handball before, yeah. Um, I've been playing a bit now lately, but not enough to be competing anywhere near this level. But uh, geez, I'm fierce impressed with the setup over here today. Uh, I've been coming over here for years, but um, geez, to see an occasion like this, I suppose. Would you be tempted? Would you be tempted, Mark, to have? A, I know, obviously, with you, you don't have much time, especially too less to have no time. Would you be tempted to hit a ball every now and again or into any competitions? No, no, I'm nowhere near that level at all. Um, these these boys, we're going into Rush, Robbie and Dearman here two of the best handballers in the world let alone Ireland and like I know dear, I know Dermot fairly well and I know the effort he puts into it and the time and the preparation and they're they're full time athletes like they're they're really they live and die for handball and to compete with that obviously you have to put in and match their efforts and it's just it's not it wouldn't be really feasible to be going in playing a couple of times a week and compete with these lads. These lads are really, really tough. Really, what they're doing, Mark? Their their handball is is, is year hurling. Really, that's the, you know at the level you're playing. That's that's what it is. Yeah, and, and look, they've been one and two in Ireland for the last couple of years. Um, I know Dermot won in All Ireland. Robbie's run a good few of them, uh, and they're probably the two best handballers on form over the last couple of years. And, and Mark doesn't sorry about doesn't say an awful lot about Dermot that after a full year's hurling with Scarif they're running all the championships since semi-final stage when hurling was first for him that he's reached to this stage again isn't that saying something about his ability as a handballer but, but Dermot is, is an incredible person off the court as well of course Yeah, um, he'd be a huge role model for myself anyway uh, growing up all the belong Dermot was always Scarif's best hurler as well as one of the best handballers in the country and to be able to balance the two and be such a, be at such an elite
elite level in boats is a testament to me. Amazing. Yeah. Well, Adam, I just turned to you there again, and as, as you, you know, you played underage handball. Do you find that the handball was a big benefit to you? You know, your hands are very, very yeah. fast. Was uh, it a big benefit to you growing up? Yeah, personally, uh, that's the reason I kind of started it. My mother um, said it do good for coordination. By God, it's the best thing I nearly ever did to coordination. I felt even hand passing the ball, even um, like coordination and like how where the ball's going, it's easier to catch it with the um, playing handball, yeah. And Camille, would you say that every young fella should should try and take up the game? And you know, because a lot of GA players uh, come from a background in handball or handball come from a GA background. They should you try and take up as, as a winter sport? Yeah, even um, I played rugby as well, it's the best thing I ever did. Kind of toughed me up a bit and uh, um, yes, you didn't need much toughening up now. Yeah, but even try any sport. Like I should try soccer as well, because like try any sport I can. Because when you're young, you can recover quicker than what we are like now. He's the only kind of one sport. But yeah, try any sport, especially handball. If you want to excel in hurling, that's all I say. Yeah, we asked Mark tonight. Are you a favor? Are you in favor of the split season? Is no, look at the split season doesn't matter to you because it's all season. Mark was very much in favor as the way it is at the moment because you, you also get time to give time. Back to your club. Yeah, I'm in favour of the split season, to be fair. I've no really complaints with it, to be honest. This, I'm full year round just because of the 21s, but that's that's way crappy the, like the lands, but um, yeah, I'm in favour, big favourite. Uh, Mark, t- turning to you, obviously, Dermot and, and Robbie, look at, it is the game we've been looking forward to our weekend as we look at the ladies' final. Uh, I see Liam and Oak looking out there looking at Katrina Casey saying, yeah, I'm going to get you yet. It's Katrina Casey 12, Sienna in a curry in uh, six in, in game two with Casey winning the first one. Mark, the handball, the standard all weekend has been exceptional and we're expecting that to go up another couple of levels again at about half four when Dermot goes in against Robbie. Yeah, standard's been excellent. Um, I think in fairness to Claire Handball, they've run a, a superb competition this weekend. I know they've put in tireless effort and I've seen what Tim Gurney have been doing. And they've worked tirelessly to create the event that they have created. And it's super to, to be over here witnessing it because I think it's a, it's a sport that probably, unfortunately, during COVID, it became very hard, became very hard to make it feasible, um, especially with the mandates and that sort of thing. Uh, it is an enclosed environment and they probably lost a lot of maybe members and playing uh, players uh, over the course of COVID. But it has made a good recovery, though, Mark, hasn't oh, it? Absolutely, yeah. And I, I've actually seen a lot... Lately, Paul has playing a lot too, and um, quality's still there. Uh, these players are elite, elite athletes now. And the movement around the court, they're top class. And Mark, you know, I was the question I wanted to ask somebody. Look at every every county team or every hurling team has strength and conditioning, right? I presume the athletes, the handballers at the very top level, would have their own, uh, maybe a, a strength and conditioning team along with them. I'd speak to Dermot actually a bit about this when I was younger, and. Uh, Tamer is a very self-driven guy, obviously. Yeah. But he would he would put hours into conditioning himself off the court as well as on it. He never felt he would get enough uh, conditioning through handball alone. He would have to supplement it with running and uh, gym work and all that. But there was a lot of science behind it. He was working with other conditioning coaches and uh, nutritionists and that sort of thing. And like that's the level they're operating at. And it's even more difficult for them because we're in a team setting where you get encouragement to push along. But for a, for an individual athlete to, to reach those heights, very impressive. Would you like to be out there this evening? I would actually, yeah. I would, yeah. It, 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 that draws there, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I played a few big games over here, but nothing, nothing at this level now. Yeah. Uh, you look at you played at the highest level at underage, and you know, there's no doubt that if you wanted to, you could be at this level. Adam, as well, would have been, you kept it up. You would have been, you know, 
Potentially there or thereabouts. I doubt it now. It's only 30 when I give it up, but... Um, you would keep that just inside anyway, there's no doubt. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Shoulder and Mark in the court. <laughs> Come here, Adam and Mark. Look, you're all very good to talk to us here on Scarlet Queen's Radio. Congratulations on being nominated for a young player. And Mark, you win it. And Adam, I've no doubt that you're going to be a young player Thanks, or yeah. an all-star. And Mark, a future all-star. I wouldn't... I wouldn't have past been 12 months' time, Pat. I mean, I'd have seen a player he is in front of us as well as uh, you know, in time to come. We don't, want to be, we don't want to be putting any pressure on them, but look, those two lads are outstanding. Great, great representatives of the clubs and the families and everything else. And uh, you know, the only way is up for them, and uh, there's many more to come, I'd say. But the main thing is to stay healthy and fit and well, and there's no question they'll reach the heights then. And Pat, also, you know, for young lads around here and for ourselves, it's great to know people, you know, that you know people well that are playing it. It just gives you that more of an interest when you're following. Always you'd follow the county team, but that you, you know people well and look, at, it makes it even more. And I'm sure the same with Dearborn Nash and the, and the handball. Now for the kids here that love handball, they're, 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 they're meeting the star whenever, the, whenever they get a chance he's nearby. Same with these lads playing for Clare now and being on national TV at rewards ceremonies. Every kid in the clubs and this around the clubs are just, just goggle-eyed with them. And so it's just... It's just goggle-eyed is especially yeah. These lads, that they're, they're, they're the, the stars and uh, look at you. just wish them every success. You wish them health and you wish them free of injury and all of that as well. But uh, that happening the future is massively bright for both them and let's hope you know they can drive clear on to, to great things as well and look that's, that's, uh, as we said two of the great stars of the GA at this moment in time Mark Rogers and Adam Hogan and look at they may be, may be um, rivals on, on, on the club field but great friends and, 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 and county teammates we're going to be joined by Leah shortly, I think, and yeah. uh, dying to hear what Leah has to offer after her, after her, her, her heroics of the weekend. Yeah, I tired Leah Minoga. I, I, I think at this stage, and you know, we're just after speaking to her, her sister Claire, who, who said that Leah is her role model, and you know, Claire is lucky that she has a person such as but, but the older sister, the coach. She also said she will be better than Leah eventually, didn't she? She said, "Don't yeah, take long." Don't take long. <laughs> Leah, you're <laughs> welcome once again to Scarlet Bay Community Radio. Look at um, a tremendous handballer. She has spoken to us before. Has many titles, to, many titles to her name. A tremendous weekend, Leah, here in Tungreni, and all Claire. A big weekend here in Tom Graney and all clear. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I know it's great to be hosting and you know to have the top players from all around the country down here in Tom Graney and the surrounding venues. Uh, come here, ask for a better weekend. Uh, and I just see your old four there, the person that beat you in the quarterfinal has gone on to win the whole thing out. So, 15. more rank points for Liam and Oak. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I know. I suppose I didn't get many aces off Katrina, but it's all a learning experience and you know to. To be, to be the best, you're going to have to play against the best and learn from them. So, yeah, no. Ah, but you have many you have many years to make up that. She had to start somewhere as well. You played in the, in the ladies, then you went down into the A, the, the a division. And you came up again, you're all that first. You know what they're like talking to you now, Amy Brennan. Yeah. It, it went to the wire again? Yeah, tiebreaker again. Um, I know. I suppose I can't really be too disappointed. Um, a few... You know, when it's 11 9, you can't really get much closer, and she played brilliantly. So, it's a, shot, really it's a shot either way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no. Um, it always goes one way or the other, so she got this one, so hopefully, I get the next one. <laughs> Come here, look at you spoke about your training regime before and how many days. Have you had to up your training regime uh, now that you're playing at the top elite level? Yeah, I suppose I'd love, I suppose, with college being in UL. Um, the college and work and everything is difficult to you know balance everything, but yeah, no come home um, at least once a week and come and get a game in and then when I come home Friday or Saturday get a game in as well so I try my best and even yeah a few 
Akmir, what's next for Leo? What's your next championship that you you, you have come? Now, I presume you're going playing in this carol at Christmas time, the normal. Too old for this carol now, but um. Are you still down there? Yeah, what's yeah. your next one? I'm in Crow Park next week and in the national headquarters where the intervarsities doubles. So I'm playing with my club mate Amber Nolan. All right. Um, oh, yeah. We're representing you well. So yeah, that's hey. next. Six Leah, days time. Katrina has won that final very easily, as probably was half expected. I think I know her next expert, but a uh, very experienced player. From you, for you playing her uh, this weekend uh, at the knockout, uh, you know, at the business end of the of the player of the national championships. What were the things you picked up most from from? from her that you need to get to you know what were the aspects of her game that are so strong I suppose you have to just do the simple things right and go take your opportunities when you get them because she takes her opportunity if you set her up so also very strong physically she looks to be yeah yeah and mentally uh, <laughs> she oh, never yes, loses the head you know a big very and, composed and speaking of mentally as you said yourself is there anything you can do or get help with that side of the game because obviously when it gets to the very elite as you were uh, the mental side is very strong what can you do in preparation for games like that maybe to give you that self-belief or whatever it is um, I suppose getting games in like that against Katrina yesterday you know that all yeah. builds towards it and just learn from it and you know hopefully you do better the next day Akmir Leah who would you look at now to say that you could get games against obviously you're not going to play hurt too often because you won't want to be showing her too much who can you get games against would you take on the boys or I mean, I mean yeah. Uh, yeah yeah I suppose taking on the men is good because you know they're nice. tough and strong mm. um, I suppose being in UL as well there's a good few of us girls in there so we go out to Newport training once a week um, yeah yeah no handball facilities in UL no no mm. The funny with everything, you know. the funny with everything that they, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's something that's probably going to have to be addressed, I say, in 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 time to come. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you're very good to talk to us here, as Cara Look, congratulations on Congrats. on the weekend. You you need a well earned break, and you said you're going off for the universities next weekend, and the very best, the very best to look in that. Thanks very much. Thank Thanks you. Well. Thanks, Liam. So we've another guest to talk to here, which I'm by man involved in the local club here in in Tungreni. He's not a natural, naturalised Tungreni man. He comes from across the border in Tipperary, uh, but we won't hold that against him. It's uh, Eugene Hogan. Eugene, you're welcome to Scarpe Community Radio. Thanks, Leo. I hope it's a nil a nil wind blowing some good for you into Clare. Please God. I know you could. You've more than major max since you came to East Clare, and especially here in the handball. How did you uh, get involved in the handball first, Eugene? I suppose it's like most people, um, my kids. Um, I have two boys, well, I have three boys, but two have um, are particularly, you know, fond of, of hurling, uh, fanatical almost, and, and it seemed to be a natural transition from the summer uh, hurling season into the winter. Um, I was chatting to the, the, the CEO of Handball Ireland earlier, David Britton, and he remarked yeah, it's yeah. the only indoor GAA um, uh, participation sport. So there was that piece as well, but I do come from uh, across the across the bridge um, and the Tipperary side from a club called Burgess and they would have had a very strong handball club on in the Ahal side of our parish Burgess is a little bit like Wicklow it's divided by hills and on our side was Bally William right. the other side was Yahal. so we didn't on our side of it play it it was uh, just something didn't happen but we grew up playing hurling with guys who played it and played it competitively so I always had a, an interest in it from that perspective and have just really been taken by uh, you know all the incredible attributes of the game for kids in particular it's just phenomenal, really, what I see happening here. And Eugene, looking as you said, you know, you, you, you said the kids threw you to the handball. Would you love to have had the opportunity going back in time again that you would have played the game, maybe? Yeah, I would, because there's so many things in it, I think, that strikes me about it. And one of the things that I've really sort of noticed in it is, the, is how good it is for their discipline. 
um, you know, we see hurlers and, and footballers maybe either getting carried away in a score that yeah. they get or maybe um, losing the head if something goes wrong. In handball, you have to recover immediately. If you don't, and it teaches them fairly quickly, there's five scores gone, six scores gone, game is over. So there's a brilliant sort of, I guess, education about the, mi the mindset that comes from handball that you probably don't get in other sports. And also something that I really love about it is to see the progression. You see immediate progression in kids in handball. I mean, I've the, the joy and the experience and education of coming here on a Saturday morning with none other than the great Jim Nash to, to work with the, the new entries into the sport. And to see them go from, you know, basically not being able to almost make contact with ball to start getting the ball off the wall and getting in, you know, after three and four weeks into little rallies. And you, the ability then to celebrate those small moments, but huge at the same time, huge moments of progression in them. And it's, it's, so, it's, it's really a sport that I think, I think is a bit of a best kept secret. And I'm, I'm unfortunately being exposed to it late in my own life, but just delighted to meet it finally at this stage in the way it is. It's super. And I suppose, Eugene, as you speak of the young uh, coaching for, for youngsters, they're often the forgotten people, you know. Obviously, we're, we're, we're getting a festival of handball this year of people that have gone through all that. But they had to go through uh, the coaching at a very young age. And I, I think, Pat, you'd, you'd know from being the teaching, people, the volunteers that give their time, they don't get the credit they deserve at all. Well, sure. In, in any sports club, and we're talking about, about headball this weekend, obviously, uh, it's, it is true. And they're, he, they're heroes and heroines, those who give their time to, to take the eight-year-olds and ten-year-olds, start them off. There's no glory in it. There's no publicity. You're here on, on your own to start the morning, maybe two or three adults with a bunch of kids. And there's, there's all these issues of, first of all, taking care of them, making sure they're safe, didn't get the coaching in, didn't get them home safe. There's so many things involved. We know from Hurling Camogie ourselves that you had school, national schools as well. But um, what Eugene, Eugene should be, I think, made immediately PRO for, for handball because he's just sold it there to me immediately for, for, for the value of it for young children what they learn but what age is actually is the ideal time to start uh, Eugene in your opinion for well, kids well I'm learning but uh, from what I see here is is it's it's they're, they're coming in eight years of age and, and, and they can come in younger I mean it's a big place for a small child I have to say there is that to it and and, and probably the most unnerving moment for, for, for a child and for their parents is the first day they go into a court to play an actual game you know it is a big space yes. on your own but they're learning that they get game after game after game the the defeats being more important than the victories and obviously it's not about competition but there's wonderful personal development that goes on in this at whatever level they're at they don't have to be at a high level the personal development yes. that you see in them and i think we sometimes lose sight of that with sport generally that we think about results outcomes wins titles but it's and particularly in this in a in a you know on you're on your own in the court the personal development you get in 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 something like handball is is something i've really come to appreciate and again i would say this is a really well-kept secret and i think we have to gradually let it out there we can't expose it too quickly resources but um it has to it has to grow we've already spoken to tommy higgerty about possibility of maybe you know this giving a bounce to the game maybe in the schools if, if the, most schools have a wall if they haven't a wall they've they even got a hall with walls with, with four walls maybe and for winter i mean kids need something indoors the pitches aren't, aren't suitable to too cold uh, to be if the personnel was available uh, primary schools would be a great hit to popularize the sport for kids that also i'm sure teachers would value it an awful lot yeah, I suppose one of the challenges we have, and it's a great challenge to have, is that we're actually full here. 
and, yeah. and you know, trying to actually, you've only one alley and people sometimes yeah. forget to think, you know, maybe it might be like tennis to cut be four or five yeah. courts here, there's one. So the, the time is at a premium and we didn't yeah. on Saturdays ever have morning sessions on a Saturday, but we're now going there and it's working. So maybe we have to be a little bit more creative at that, but I'd, I'd say, you know, this is a great thing, you know, the kids, I see even some of the kids from the club and kids who are curious about handball here this evening, um, getting to see some of the best players at the highest level in the game, uh, so that's wonderful. But the show, the tent will roll up and move on, and key thing I think is that we somehow maybe over time develop the resources so we can bring more in because it is capacity. And Leo, you might know as well as Eugene, are the other clubs clear as healthy in the sense that having full numbers every Saturday, that many young members that Tommy said, or let's say, was it who said they were here, was it Shane? Yeah. That they hadn't from Graney. Is that the case in each of the clear clubs because... I, I, think, I, I think one of the most vibrant clubs, you'll probably be more aware of this, Eugene, is probably Clooney. Clooney. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you have all, all the constant secretary there, you know, and there, there's a lot of young, young lads playing over there, and, you know, I suppose Tommy would have been going in Clarecastle. Tuller has kind of made a renaissance, you know, he was gone dead there for a while, you know, and the market seems seems to be make. It is on the way back, Eugene, isn't it, really? I, I would say so, and I think you're, you're right in the point in relation to the schools, because one of the introduction competitions, or if you could call it games, is the common amongst school that happens. Okay. So kids get to, to, um, to go and compete in that for their school, and that's a lovely thing for them, if they get to, to play for their school. And, and again, at that, it's all levels, and that's the beauty of it. You know, and sorry, one other thing about it that struck me is this piece as well, that when the game is over with the handball, um, even at the level you'll see here now today, they're immediately friends afterwards. Yeah. If the game is over, they move on. So there's a lot to learn from it, there really is. There's no doubt your, your greatest rival can often be your best friend, there's no, there's no doubt about that. But Eugene, you know, we're looking to, to deal with Nash and, and, you know, the boys, any of the boys will tell you the amount of time he puts in is, you know, because you, you'd see him here a lot of the time as well, is in, incredible, you know, to get to that level. But to have the capacity to keep it up at that level is a great strength as well. Yeah, I mean, they obviously love the game. I think it's the same in any sport. And again, it's great seeing this this weekend. It's my first exposure to handballers at this level. And to see the best of them, there's something special about them. You can instantly recognise you've never seen the game. There's something special here. Um, it's their court presence. It's the ability of them to pick balls from the floor when you think it's gone. And, you know, with a final coming up now with Dermot Nash and Robbie McCarthy. And they, over the course of the weekend, in terms of what I saw, the skills that come at the extreme of the sport, that on the margins win you points. These guys have it. They're different style of players. You know, Robbie McCarthy's a big, strong, you know, guy, uh, and he's a big core personality. But Dermot is such a smart player. Yeah. You can see the onboard computer working as he plays. So just like he does in hurling. But um, so it's it's great to see them. Great to see this uh, at this level, and looking forward to the final now. And as you speak, as you mentioned hurling there, uh, Eugene, you know, and you, you talk about the skills of handball that can be it can be brought, you know, uh, have that mental capacity because you're on your own out there. You have to think your way through it. You know, it, apart from even sport, in life in general, it is a great lesson. Oh, it is, it is. I just love that piece about getting over the moment. And I've, you know, I've had the privilege of working with a, um, a, a retired Tipperary hurler, Brendan Maher, who had a brilliant um, uh, exercise in all his games when he would try to refocus and he would do a three-phase process that would end up with him saying to himself, zero. After every ball, whether there's a pint in 70,000 people yes. or whether he made a mistake, he goes back to zero. In handball, you have to do that. I think it's a great lesson for, for hurling, for football, for life. You can't, you can't change what's just gone. 
you learn from it, but you have to look forward. Eugene, also the community spirit here this weekend uh, and has been phenomenal, you know, and we can remember going back to 2011 when uh, the championships were here before and they unveiled the, the, the statue to the man we haven't mentioned it, Pat Kirby, who has been who's probably the the icon of handball here in Tungrain in East Clare, you know, with all his championships. Obviously, he's going to be closely challenged now by Dermot Nash. But the community spirit here this weekend, you can see all the help and, 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 and the vibrancy around the place, Eugene. Yeah, it's wonderful. And just on Pat Kirby, as a kid growing up in the 70s, I remember, do you remember this day? There was Top eight. Yeah, I can, even, I can even remember the jingle in my head. And Pat yeah. Kirby was winning so much, it was almost boring, you know. And that was one thing that certainly when I came here, I recognised Pat Kirby, the name, the importance of Tomb Graney. And it is recognised, and it's not me saying it from, uh, because I'm involved in the club, but I've had people from Clare Handball saying it is the spiritual home of handball in Clare because of what per- Pat Kirby did and obviously um, obviously Dermot coming after him now with his title two years ago but um, the community piece is fabulous here I mean there's uh, clubs around here no more than clubs in any county will cut lumps off each other but who, who would say that that Badai, Kogodinlo Scarif Mount uh, Whitegate would be coming together in such harmony uh, you know in one jersey so anything is possible uh, if that's happening but everybody's rowing in the place has been done up top to bottom it's looking fantastic I mean to think that our big six 60 by 30 alley here behind us has got a, a big screen just about to stream the final for those who can't get in next door because it's packed. It's the triumph of community and that's the great thing too. I'm just yeah. thinking thinking there, Pat, one of the, I, I played a bit of handball myself but I played more hurling inside that alley than I, than I did handball to be, to be honest about it. And I was only thinking of the uh, memories. But, that explains uh, your super skills, Leo, in fairness about that. I just noticed how big the 60 30 uh, court is in terms of you know, comparison and, uh, and some of the people who are talking to you say that they absolutely prefer that they love the old game so uh, it'd be nice if that could be revived in the future it's, it's massive really isn't it it's a big space for two guys yeah. on their own playing each other isn't it I mean yeah, Pat Kirby was apparently you know this was his this was his number one his number one sport, and, yeah. and, and to think of one man in there playing against another in that space and the ball whipping around I don't know how they got around but massive. you know but even Brilliant. even going back that time to the 70s, the fitness levels they had that time, Eugene, you know, first or best. But of course, Ed Kirby was a brilliant Hurl. hurler as well, brilliant, you know. Yeah. So as well as that for hand-eye coordination, and you will know bringing that into the into their sport, the holding as well. It, handball can only be a benefit, Eugene. I can. Look, it's a great game in its own right, and it's not. It shouldn't be seen as a as a as a space for for lads to keep their eye in over the winter. It certainly does help. It's brilliant. It's hugely recommendable from that perspective. But it is absolutely a de facto game in its own right. I never heard of Robbie McCarthy playing hurling. You know, uh, I know Dermot Nash got to wear the county under 31 jersey, if I'm right. Yeah, great, a great, and I saw him this year. I mean, is he the most intelligent centre back I've seen hurling? Every th- time he gets the ball, it seems to end up in the right place. But, but, uh, but an awful lot of um, great handballers didn't play hurling. But a lot of great hurlers did play a bit of handball. That's for sure. One last question to you. You spoke about resources, and, and you know, there's a, a, a bit to be done on, you know, especially in terms of facilities for handball. What do you think? Of, what is the way forward, Eugene? I think the, a key thing is that they have to get at national level, and I know they're going at it. I know from talking to David Britton today, I think at national level they just got to get the structures right um, across the country, uh, get 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 the sort of the hub and spoke piece done so that 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 let's say all the structures are in place. Then you get the maybe investment and promotion. You've no point promoting it if the structures aren't ready because stuff will collapse. So get the plan in place, get the investment and the promotion happening then. But I'd love to see in time, you know, the likes of Tom Grady with a second alley, 
so that we could accommodate the interest. Um, there are clubs around the county that have two alleys, um, and it's a great it's a great luxury for them to have. So so it'd be lovely to have that here for sure, um, and so we could open it up to more kids, and and that's really what it's about: kids playing and uh, sport and developing and enjoying it more 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 brilliant more for sure lads Eugene, very good to talk to you pleasure pleasure best of luck congrats on your great work cheers bye bye